Okay, hello everybody. Today is Thursday. Welcome to the show. This year, I've been doing a regular segment on Thursdays about the disappearance of Donna Lass from 1970. And I have a couple of announcements to start with before we begin. And I would like to tell you guys that tomorrow, on Friday, to anyone who's listening to these things as they come out, there will be the Halloween celebration episode. And if you're listening to this in the future, this one's being recorded in October, and you're welcome to try and celebrate Halloween any time of the year if you'd like to search BBOR for some of the Halloween episodes. There are a few that have been put out over the years, but yes, please tune in tomorrow night, Friday evening, to anyone who is listening to this regularly, and there will be the Halloween celebration. And of course, you can download the show for free at Launchpad One. That's the audio version as a pure podcast. Take it on the go anywhere and anyhow. If you would like to download the video version, you can use YouTube Premium. And this channel relies on your support, and a great way to support BBOR, in addition to just listening, is to go over to Amazon.com and have a look at the book Killer on a White Horse by me, Ned DeHaan. It is a novel, fiction, murder mystery, but based on the Zodiac Manson connection. And, of course, there is the Teespring page. Have a look at some of the merchandise, and remember, being weird is not a crime. And the final announcement is that I started a book discussion on Lyndon Lafferty's The Zodiac Killer cover-up, also known as The Silenced Badge. And I'm going to be concluding that on Monday. It's just going to be two parts to the book discussion, but we will talk about Lyndon Lafferty's suspect today, William Grant, who is, of course, a Zodiac Killer suspect and a suspect in the disappearance of Donna Lass. So please tune in Monday, and if you haven't hit the like button and subscribe to the channel yet, now's a great time to do so. You can follow along with all of these um, true crime discussions, as well as some lighter things like the Halloween celebration, and welcome here on BBOR for many reasons. But before we talk about Lyndon Lafferty's suspect and the disappearance of Donna Lass, William Joseph Grant, I would like to talk about Gary Post. Up until about a month ago, I had no idea who Gary Post was. It was just an explosion. The media erupted, talking about this guy named Gary Francis Post and saying that this group of 40 researchers, known as the Case Breakers, had identified the Zodiac Killer, that they had solved the case. They were using language like that, and the story was picked up by Fox News and TMZ, and the media just ran with it. But I have to give a shout-out to Colonel Reb, who provided me with an article just simply saying, Hey, Ned, have you seen this article? And it says, um, yet-to-be-published memoir, possibly ID Zodiac, and says that he killed a Tahoe woman and hung her remains in a tree. Of course, talking about Donna Lass, but this is from the Tahoe Daily Tribune, and it was written by Bill Rozak on October 8th of 2021. And to share some background info on Donna Lass... She disappeared on September 6th of 1970 while she was working at the Sahara Tahoe Hotel and Casino. She was a nurse working at the first aid station there. The disappearance occurred sometime between 1.40 and 2 a.m. The last person to see her was at 1.40 a.m. named Joan Bentley, and Donna left the nurse's station. She locked the door behind her. She left her nurse's shoes and dirty uniform behind. 
According to Ray Grant's book, Zodiac Killer Solved, it was actually more than a week before they found her nurse's shoes, which were in a bag, and they had muddy bottoms, indicating that she had walked to work that day. Her car was found at the Monteverdi apartment complex where she had lived, but Donna Lass had only been in the Tahoe area for three months. I believe it's an exact three months, actually, from the date she moved in to the date that um, she disappeared. So she was staying in a room for rent with a couple over the summer, and in September she had moved into her own apartment, the Monteverdi apartment complex on Pioneer Trail Road, but she had only spent one complete day in the apartment before she disappeared. So what happened to Donna Lass? Well, it's a mystery. Let's see what the case breakers have to say about the disappearance of Donna Lass. A pine tree stands tall, next to the grove of aspen. It's a few feet outside a popular Tahoe campground and steps away from the lake. It may be where a local woman, Donna Lass, was hung high after she was murdered by the Zodiac more than 51 years ago. Donna Lass was a nurse from Stateline, Nevada, and she went missing on, in September of 1970. The Tribune obtained a bootleg copy of the yet-to-be published memoir, Catching Zodiac, by Peabody award-winning TV journalist Dale Julin. And um, I've heard the name Dale mentioned a lot by these case breakers. It seems like he's the guy who is um, more or less the epicenter of their research. And this possibly unmasked the killer, deciphers previously unsolved encrypted puzzles through those, and found possible macabre treasure maps leading to Donna Lass's remains in Zephyr Cove. In his memoir, Julian names the deceased Gary Francis Post, who lived in a small community in Northern California, as the Zodiac. A cold case crime scene investigation team, known as the, Co the Case Breakers, has been performing their own investigation from information in the book and have named Post as their suspect. The Case Breakers said in a press release that they believe hairs found on Sherry Jo Bates' body more than 55 years ago in Riverside could belong to the deceased Gary Francis Post, who they think shot and stabbed, shot stabbed and choked to death as many as 10 people between 1962 and 1970, including Donna Lass, who went missing on or around September 6th of 1970. The She and the Tree. The Zodiac sent anagrams and taunting letters to law enforcement and newspapers, which has spawned many amateurs and professionals throughout the years to try and solve the anagrams and the mystery. Julian, a TV news anchor from WJCL-TV22 in Savannah, Georgia, spent days and hours poring over the anagrams. He'd spend time at his anchor's desk before reporting the news, trying to solve the ciphers. As far as these anagrams go, many people talk about the Zodiac ciphers, but I think the anagrams are highly, highly debated, like rearranging the letters of the word. words. Most people focus on the misspellings, and they treat them as misspellings, or they'll focus on the ciphers like the Z32 and the Z13, as well as... um. Well, the Z18, which is just the uh, uncoded set of letters, we, we know the English letters in the Z18 cipher, but um, I digress from that. It's just most people don't refer to them as anagrams because they aren't certain if the anagrams are even correct. The whistleblower responsible for bringing the story to Julian, who is protected and referred to as Will, told him the story about being with Post for a wedding in Tahoe and that Gary Francis Post made a crack that... 
I planted a she in the tree at Lake Tahoe that will grow forever. In Julian's book, that is about seven years in the making. He talks about how the Zodiac teased the press about Lasso's disappearance, the 13-hole punch card, the Halloween card, and the peek through the pines card, and are his solutions to the card will reveal the solved anagrams that are like a treasure map to Donna Lasso's body. Julian solved the card puzzles, treating them as if they were like ciphers that were sent completely in code. Okay, I was going to read the whole article before I responded. But I think it's really quite odd that he says that he has already solved this. Julian solved the card puzzles, treating them as if they were like ciphers that were sent completely in code. Okay, he says that he has solved this, which should reveal the location of where Donna Lass was buried. Yet, he hasn't uncovered... Donna Lass's remains? Well, if he has the map and he has figured out where she is, why hasn't she been unearthed? I mean, you don't even need a forensic team to do that. You can do that with a bloody shovel, for goodness sake. And I, and I mean that. I mean that. If he were to locate the remains of Donna Lass, nobody's going to suspect this Dale Julen guy of any wrongdoing. Talking about contaminating a crime scene or something. If if he found Donalas's remains, people would believe him, they would listen to him, and they would give credibility to his theory. So um, I think that that is really strange. Now, I've done a couple episodes on Gary Post. By a couple, I mean I did two, and one of the AMAs was a response to um, the Case Breaker's revelation about um, Gary Francis Post as their Zodiac Killer suspect, or as they put it, identifying the Zodiac Killer and solving the case. So, I've shared a lot of very, very um, hyped-up inflammatory language, for lack of a better term, if I'm using those terms correctly. I'm going to try and remain calm in this one. But, I mean, I just have to say that. If he has figured out where Donna Lass was buried, why hasn't he shown anyone? I mean, what what are you talking about, Dale? So... That's strike one against him. But the whole reason I was talking about those previous episodes is if you go to my first episode on Gary Post, I read off a quotation from Mike Morford of ZodiacKiller.net and ZodiacKillerSite.com about if you wanted to give a comment for BDOR about Gary Post. And what he said was, be on the lookout. This seems like the next Gary Stewart, like the most dangerous animal of all, the guy that was pushing a book then was trying to set some fire through the press, make a few waves before he released the book. And we didn't necessarily know that the book was going to be coming out anytime soon, but the book that they're talking about is called Catching Zodiac. Morph was right about that one. And as I understand it, Morph is going to be revealing a um, some new information about Donna Lass in an upcoming series. When I talked to Morph on the Zodiac Killer interview with the expert series available on the Zodiac Killer channel, I was um, asking him about that, and he said he might add it into one of his already existing podcasts, do a series on Donna Lass, or he might just release some episodes under its own title about the disappearance of Donna Lass. I can't wait to hear more developments about that. I think it's going to be great. Morph has also interviewed somebody very close to Donna Lass. But I think that um, the long story short is you heard one thing. When they said that they hanged, or they said the Zodiac hanged Z Donna Lass's body from a tree. That, it, that was why I said the she in the tree. That's what's written in the article here. I'll just keep going here. 
Although he located a suspect tree, Julian did not find Donna Lass's remains. Of course he didn't. Dale Julian called 911 after finding the tree, and the deputies from the Douglas County Sheriff's Office responded. Julian said they looked skeptical and told him that he needed to speak to detectives, and that wasn't possible for a couple days. A few days later, Julian told detectives his story while sitting in their office, and they agreed to visit the tree. Julian located a local painter that allowed use of a ladder, and he said that when he leaned on the exact tree, it led to the exact spot. A detective climbed the ladder, but Julian said the detective thought it was just another tree in the forest. There was no X or no Z to mark the spot. Well, that's a big strike against, um, Dale Julian and his Gary Francis Post theory. I mean, you found a tree in the forest? Bravo! I mean, what's next? First, they had a shadow on a piece of wood. They're comparing Gary Francis Post's photograph to a cartoon of a guy in a mask, and they looked at some lines on his forehead. Now they thought that they were going to find a tree in the forest. I mean, I said I would remain calm. <sighs> Goose frappa. The detectives agreed to send out a cadaver dog to search for possible remains. But Julian wrote that there's unfinished business and the search should have taken more time to be exp and been expanded to cover a greater area. Ah, now wait a second. This is a genuine piece of criticism. If he found the exact tree that he expected was going to be marked in some way, or that Donna Lass's body would have been hanged from a tree and there'd be some evidence, if he knew the exact location where that should have taken place, why didn't he find the X marking the spot or the Z marking the spot or something reminiscent of Donna Lass? Why didn't he find it? He said he didn't say he was looking for just her body in the Lake Tahoe region. He said that he had found the exact location, and that turned out to be untrue. Well, anyway, there is um, the suspect, Gary Francis Post, and there's going to be a new book coming out by this Dale Julian guy, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I just mostly heard him referred to as Dale in the Casebreaker interviews. And some guy named Ben responded in the comment section. I don't know who he is. I just saw the name Ben. And he responded to the, to the article saying, it is completely outside of the Zodiac's world to hang somebody from a tree. And as far as this guy saying that he heard that Gary Post said something about a she in the tree in the Tahoe area, you're going to have to do a lot better than some guy throwing out one sentence that kind of rhymes a little bit to actually make a case for that. What are these case breakers doing? But believe it or not... When I talk about the next suspect, William Joseph Grant, who is the subject of the book The Zodiac Killer Cover-Up by Linda Lafferty, I'm going to be almost even a little bit more outraged than I am at these case breakers. And as I said, I'm trying not to insult anyone or go off the rails like I did in the past. But this guy, Lyndon Lafferty, author of The Zodiac Killer Cover-Up, also known as The Silence Bag, really pushes the limits when it comes to nonsense. And in fact, this is one of the worst Zodiac Killer books I have ever read, if not the worst. In his book on page 75, he has a chapter called Sierra Club Infamy that talks about the disappearance of Donna Lass. And he says, In his book Zodiac, Robert Graceman stated that our suspect, William Joseph Grant, received a traffic citation at Lake Tahoe during the exact time period Donna last disappeared. We have never been able to confirm this piece of evidence with the authorities in California or Nevada, and Graysmith tells us he cannot 
recall how he acquired it. Well, I mean, I appreciate you putting that in there, but, I mean, that actually works against your case. One month after Donna last disappeared on September 26, 1970, remember the Lake Berryessa killing took place on September 27th of 1969, Nancy Benelak, age 28, was murdered in her home on October 26 in Sacramento. Strange as it seems that Nancy Benelak was a court reporter and the attack later on Isabel Watson, another legal secretary like George Russell Tucker's wife. Oh yeah, in the book, um, he's not called William Joseph Grant, he's called George Russell Tucker because this was written when William Grant was still alive. But so let's just call him William Grant's wife may have absolutely... I'll just read the whole sentence again. There was attack on Isabel Watson, another legal secretary like William Joseph Grant's wife, may have absolutely nothing in common with the others. However, as our suspect, William Joseph Grant has many connections in these areas to the Valley, Sonoma, and Marin counties, and as Captain Ken Harlow was convinced, the attacker of Mrs. Watson was the Zodiac. The possibility does exist. The attacker stabbed and slashed Miss Watson when she refused to ride with him. He had deliberately knocked her down with his light-colored vehicle when she stepped from a bus at 9 p.m. on April 7, 1972. And that's going to go on for a while, but I'm um, linking all of these things together. I wasn't so angry with Lyndon Laverty because he uh, messed up one big piece of info. Did you get that? Did you get that? One month after the Donald last di disappearance on September 6th of 1970. No, Lyndon Lafferty said that she disappeared on September 26th. And that's not the biggest problem. I mean, okay, it's really not that he says that he the wrong date. And not even that Lyndon Lafferty was somebody who is presenting himself as not only an expert but someone who has researched the Zodiac Killer mystery for decades, but someone who was there from the very beginning. He introduces this book, The Zodiac Killer Cover-Up, by saying that he is the only member of law enforcement to write a book about the case. And you could be like, yeah, he's an expert who's published something in a book that he should have been familiar with. He had 40 years to fact-check what was going on. That's not why I am so hyped up about this. It's because he tried to build this entire theory of how the Zodiac was operating on a month-to-month -month basis, going after Donna Lass on September 26th, and then a month later, um, that would be on October 26th, murdering Nancy Benelak in her home in Sacramento, and then even says that there could be something involving the chronology that the disappearance of Donna Lass on September 26th is almost exactly a year from the Lake Berryessa stabbing on September 27th of 1969. But Donna Lass didn't disappear on September 26th. She disappeared on September 6th of 1970. So his theory is not only bogus, it's not only wrong, it's not only mistaken. I mean, this is the 2005 edition of the book that I am reading, The Zodiac Killer Cover-Up. I mean, he had 35 years to get the date right, and he didn't. And on page 105 of the book, he also states it again when he created the table of Zodiac Victims Known Impossible, the Department of Justice profile, the same killer, and he puts 
Donna Lass's date of disappearance at September 26 of 1970. And okay, people make mistakes. People can get some things wrong, sure. But to try and build your entire theory about how it's the one-year anniversary of the Lake Berryessa stabbing, which saw the murder of Cecilia Shepard, and then going on to um, to uh, try and link it to another murder of Nancy Benelak a month later, and be like, oh, it's a year-to-year -year thing, like the Zodiac's operating on some type of circular-based pattern. No, you just, you got it wrong, Lyndon Lafferty. As I said, this is very low on the totem pole of Zodiac killer books. Well, let's read something else that Lyndon Lafferty has written in his chapter, Sierra Club Infamy. The um, Zodiac mailed his Peek Through the Pines card, Sierra Club card, inverted the date 970 on the lower left corner. Just another coincidence, question mark. If he was taking credit for killing Donna Lass at Lake Tahoe in September of 1970, why would the Zodiac wait six months to make reference to the murder? Perhaps in his twisted, insane logic, he was going to play hardball and was mad at hell because he got called in by Sergeant Les Lundblad on March 15th. I mean, that type of thinking. All right, well, if indeed you had the right suspect and you had the dates right in your book, and I could give you that one, Lyndon, except for the fact that you got everything else wrong about Donna Lass, so I'm not really going to follow your torturous reasoning. And I guess he's referring to Sergeant Lundblad speaking to William Joseph Grant on March 15th of 1971. And um, as far as this goes, about any type of Zodiac Killer connection, to you guys who have followed this series, you'll know that I'm not a big believer in the Zodiac connection because Lyndon is even asking the question about the inverted date 970 just another coincidence, question mark. If he was taking credit for killing Donna Lass, why would he wait six months? It's a brilliant question. I mean, why would the Zodiac Killer do that? Now, there there was that episode of, um, oh, what was that podcast called? Um, Not Into Thin Air, Not Without a Trace. But um, I reviewed one show for this series on the disappearance of Donna Lass. I think it was an episode two here on BBA War that just laid out the facts that, first, Donna Lass goes missing. Second, they receive this card that doesn't say anything about Donna Lass. It doesn't say 25-year-old female. It doesn't say nurse from the Sahara Tahoe Hotel and Casino. And it, it, it doesn't say any specific information. And the authorities receive this card. And then they begin to think, well, who on earth could this card be referring to? And they just decided that it was referring to Donna Lass. Then later on, there's the other card that says a reference to St. Donna, which I want to say was mailed in 1970. I'm not even going to speculate because um, I don't want to misstate that. Um, if I'm going to be hard on Lyndon Lafferty for screwing up some dates, then I shouldn't um, really do that myself. But also, the point is, they're like, the authorities are the ones who made this connection to Donald Lass. It's like this card was just mailed, and who, know, who knows who it was referring to. If it, if it was even meant to identify a specific person, it's one of those things where some ambiguous things are thrown out, and other people connected the dots in an inappropriate way. And I will keep reading that section in Lyndon Lafferty's book about how the disappearance of Donald Lass could be linked to a very prolific serial killer. And we discovered the sudden string of murders in Sonoma County that was most likely at a 
were surrounding a National Convention of Alcoholics Anonymous taking place in Santa Rosa, California. An official of the affair was William Joseph Grant. The homicides that took place in that area were the murders of Yvonne Weber, Maureen Starling, Kim Wendy Allen, Jeanette Kamahele, and Lori Cursa. Three victims were found at the same site. Now, these are the victims of the Santa Rosa hitchhiker slayings. In his November 9, 1969 letter, he said he would no longer announce to anyone when he committed his murders. A staff writer for the Santa Rosa Press Democrat, Randy Rossman, mentioned the, two, the Zodiac in her December 30, 1999 article, stating that in the early 70s, a serial killer was stalking young women in Sonoma County. He killed at least seven and maybe seven more. Was this the same person that was responsible for the vicious knife attack on Mrs. Watson? These sudden episodes of murders tend to fit the definitive pattern found in Sacramento and San Francisco. And then um, this is all in the same chapter on the disappearance of Donna Lass. What Lyndon Lafferty put forward in this book, The Zodiac Killer Cover-Up, also known as The Silenced Badge, is that the Zodiac... His suspect, William Joseph Grant, that is, was a sexually motivated serial killer, and you don't find that too frequently in the Zodiac discussions. He actually attributes 41 murders to William Joseph Grant, although he chose not to investigate four of them, because then that would interfere with the whole 37 thing that the Zodiac killer had put out. So he's like, okay, the number is exactly 37. There are four more murders, but um, there wasn't a lot of press coverage about them, so we didn't look into them. And I was like, okay, so you're intentionally fudging the facts, you're intentionally not investigating because then your theory won't work or your theory isn't going to fit. But I just, um, I thought it was a very interesting um, observation about how the Zodiac was indeed sexually motivated. And as he got older, he experienced the decline in testosterone, so he wouldn't feel the same type of sexual gratification from murdering women. And even though William Joseph Grant was gay, or perhaps the more appropriate um, label would be he was a bisexual, he was married, and he was actually very upset about his wife having an affair with a superior court judge named Dennis Winston, also a pseudonym, that he became the Zodiac Killer. He was definitely living the double life as a homosexual, and he hated women, so he resorted to murdering them, and that fueled his sexual urges and animosity. I know it's weird. I know it's weird. I mean, as I said, a lousy Zodiac Killer book, it has a lot of weird things in it. Because um, one of you people in the comments section, um, um, I, I'm drawing a blank, otherwise I would give you a shout-out, but said... Now, if this guy, the Zodiac, or Grant, or whoever, was actually driven by the animosity toward women, and he was sexually motivated to do so, and he murdered 41 people, we would see many more things like rape, sexual assault, and that would be happening in a much more prevalent manner. Those types of details are not present, and Donna Lass has never been located, so it's almost impossible to say what exactly happened with um, her. But I believe that Kim Wendy Allen was actually raped and, or she was sexually assaulted in some way. And we know this because there is DNA that is, was left behind by the perpetrator. So Lyndon Lafferty may not have been aware of that. I mean, he got the date of Donald Lass's disappearance wrong. And I have to insist, I do not fault that as much as 
he built his theory on Donna Lass around that, that it's paying homage to the Lake Berryessa stabbing. It's one year after Lake Berryessa, and then he wanted to commit one crime a month after the disappearance of Donna Lass, but she didn't disappear on September 26 of 1970. To the best of my knowledge, every other source says that it's September 6th. You really just got to wonder what's going on with Lyndon Lafferty. Now, uh, Jamie Hendrickson um, wrote a comment on my old Lyndon Lafferty episode saying that L Lyndon Lafferty's legal analysis involving the Superior Court judge was not very accurate because Jamie is a lawyer, and he probably posted um, or he published incorrect information in his book because the average person is not a lawyer and they wouldn't be aware of that, so he decided to put it into a book thinking that he could dupe the public. Well, is something like that going on? Did he think that if he published the wrong date in the Donald Lass book that no one would ever follow up on it, no one would ever bother to check? Maybe. This whole thing, though, um, let's get to the concluding notes now. The stuff about Gary Post um, murdering Donna Lass and hanging her from a tree, and she is the she in the tree. Well, no. I mean, this guy Dale had the opportunity to lead the detectives, lead the authorities to this tree that he claims he has found. No markers, no evidence, nothing to see. So, in short, I think that Dale Julin is wrong, and also the Zodiac Killer didn't hang the bodies of the victims. I almost reject any type of Zodiac theory that involves moving the bodies of the victims, because the Zodiac just simply didn't do that, and hanging her from a tree... I think it's just going off of a little comment that somebody made. I put a she in the tree. What does that even mean? I mean, how does he know that's referring to Donna Lass? And also, as far as William Grant being the perpetrator in the disappearance of Donna Lass, I think that um, Lafferty has fabricated the narrative. For what reason, I don't know. I used to state in the past, and if you go to my episode Zodiac Killer, William Joseph Grant, I speculate a lot, I hypothesize a lot, but the honest answer is I don't know what he was thinking, I don't know what anyone else is thinking in their mind or in their heart. However, I am not impressed with uh, this attempt at constructing a theory at all, and if anything, we can come away from this episode thinking that Lyndon Lafferty's theory about Donna Lass was bogus. Well, that's all for me here. Anybody can write the show at blackboxonlineradio at aol.com and also please tune in for the Halloween celebration this Friday okay so I will see you guys over on Instagram for the bonus podcast until next time <laughs>